2: Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. The number one question you get asked if you work at Cosmo is what is it really like to work at Cosmo? Followed closely by do you guys test all the sex positions? Well, speaking of the first question, I thought I would bring in a few friends, my lovely co-workers, to help me answer that question. With the new series So Cosmo premiering on Wednesday, February 8th at 8 p.m. on E! What better way to get excited for the premiere than to bring the cast in to talk about it? I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast, and today we're talking about what I guarantee will be your new favorite reality show, So Cosmo. Joining me in the Happy Hour studio today is Cosmopolitan's Executive Beauty Director, Leah Wire. Hi, Leah. Hey, you. Thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you. Leah, we've
2: worked together for so long. Oh, my
1: God. We're like... Oh, how long? I feel old talking about it. I know,
2: I know. My, You were at Cosmo when I got there, which was like four years ago. We're lifers. Oh my God. I feel like it's been like 10 years, but not 10 really. 10 years, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. Oh my God, now we really sound old. Um, also in the room with Cosmo's bookings director, Stephen Brown, who actually I've also worked with forever. We Hi, have. Stephen.
0: Hi, how are you?
2: Stephen, I run into you more than like any other, like don't you feel like we're like weirdly on the same schedule? I see schedule? you every day, yeah, no like, matter what. Like every time you're like smoking behind the railroad tracks after school.
0: (laughs) Sort something like that. Yeah,
2: exactly. And our fourth and final Cosmo panelist for the day is brand coordinator, Deandra Barnwell. Hi, Deandra. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm
3: doing well, thank you. A little congested today, so don't mind my man
2: voice. No, you have like sexy podcast voice. I'll take it. I almost said sexy radio voice, like this was like 1950 (laughs) or something. This is a podcast, not radio. Deandra, I feel like one of the things we need to get off the way right out of the bat, get out <laughs> get out of the way right off the bat is okay. that this is actually not your so Cosmo is not your first reality show. It's not. You it's not. got your job at Cosmo on reality TV. Yeah,
3: I did. Yeah. I did. I called Joanna my fairy godmother because she plucked
2: me from obscurity and put me on television and here we are again. Here we are again. And did you've been at Cosmo what three years now? Four. Four years. Four years. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so you're basically a reality TV veteran at this point. At this point. At yeah. this point. So, okay, can to start with, so Cosmo, we already said, is premiering this week, reality show about the fabulous life work balance of being an editor at Cosmo. Um, Leah, starting with you, since you we've already established you're basically a cosmo lifer. When did you sort of first start hearing like rumors that this show might happen? Um, what was your sort of initial like feeling about it? I remember Joanna
1: calling a few of us into the conference room. I think when it was sort of a little more developed than a germ of an idea, but still not no commitments yet, and she just wanted to. Float the idea by some of us to just say, like, is it a good idea or is it a crazy idea? Like, and then I just remember at the very end, am I allowed to swear? Oh, yeah. At the very end, she was just like, uh, we just batted around like the good, the bad, the ugly. And then at the end, she was just like, oh, fuck it. let's just do it. And so then we were like, okay, let's do it. And then I think like over the course of the next couple of months, it was so many ups and downs. Like one day we thought it was on, one day we thought it was off, and it just kept going on like that. And then they came in to film the pilot and we were like, okay, okay. let's do
2: it. <laughs> One thing that really surprised me was I had no idea that it, it had been in development, I mean, for years. Like, mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get a show on the air. Um, so I feel like that whole process from Joanna sort of having that, like, germ of an idea and being in conversation with E! to filming the pilot, and then E! essentially makes a decision based on that to pick it up, and then you guys filmed eight episodes, which, as we said, premiere this week. That is a long process Um, Which I think is a little surprising because watching the show, it feels, I don't know, even though I know that you guys filmed it a few weeks ago, I'm like, oh my god, it's happening now. I'm seeing the drama unfold before my eyes. (laughs) Um, So your initial reaction, it sounds like, was, let's do it.
1: I think we were all sort of in, I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think from the start, we were all so excited about it. I mean like reality TV at this point is just like a mainstay. Like it's just, it's not like it was a decade ago where it was sort of cheesy. Like now it's just like fun and cool and there's like you see yourself and people on TV and we just felt like we do live really cool, fun lives. But we also live very real lives, and I think like the fact that they were going to put both of those next to each other made the show seem much more fresh to me than a lot of like templated, sort of predictable reality shows.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, Stephen and Deandra, do you guys remember your first thoughts about like being approached to do this? I think we're both really excited.
0: I think it was a balance of yeah. realizing um, that it was going to deal with part of your personal life, it wasn't like we were signing on to do Girls Gone Wild. Right. So it was exciting to showcase what we do every day for work. And then the personal life, it was fine to show it, but um, you had to think about it before signing on to it because you couldn't just show half of your life.
2: Right, right, right. Well, I think the number one thing that people always ask about reality TV show is there's a, this obsession about like how real is it? You know, Deandra, can you speak to that at all? How sure. real did the show feel? Well, you have to think, the reason why we had the
3: show in the first place is because we already had a story to tell and to portray, and um, E came and Bunna Murray came in with the idea of a ready-made story, so there's nothing that they really had to produce. Everything you see is real, it's just, of course, you know, you have to have schedules, you have to figure things out, but you are getting the real very exciting aspects of each of our lives and I think that's what makes it so great.
2: And I think like I can speak to this being a person who also works at Cosmo and I have to say that's actually something a lot of my friends have just asked me is like does everyone on the show as the trailers have been out and everything does everyone at the show really work at Cosmo and I'm like uh, yeah I've worked with those people for ages I see right. them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was funny that people are almost like questioning that from the very beginning like do those people really work at Cosmo? they do they are not paid actors. Yeah their names have been on the mask <laughs> Heads for years, but um, I think you know Leah. To your point at the beginning, like you guys do fabulous stuff in your lives. Like it is a part, and I think it's weird because we all take our jobs seriously, so you get a little used to it. And like you know, no one is like having a meltdown every time you meet a celebrity because it's a part of the job, and it almost becomes routine. But for people who aren't in this world, it's like it is very cool that you guys get to go to Fashion Week, that you get to go to these photo shoots that you get to go to sort of these like star-studded events. So even though to all of us that's kind of like a regular day's work, there is such a glamour in it.
1: Yeah, and I think the print side of any sort of big brand and publication is still a little bit um like shrouded in secrecy yeah. a little bit. Like there hasn't been a reality show in such a long time about a magazine. I mean, really The Hills was the original and it didn't show a huge amount of like what it takes to make it amount. in a yeah. right so i do think it's like finally time to do this and it's sort of time to pull the curtain and really show how interesting and cool and sexy and glamorous certain you know our lives are for sure um and i think a lot of different print magazines are as well i think ours is like at a new level because we have such a you know basis in a lot of taboo and cool and crazy topics at Cosmo which makes it all the more interesting and juicy,
2: right? And I think I think the hills is a good point because, like, of course, we all think about that and Lauren Conrad, but like, you know, that was such a difference because at the point, you know, in some ways, I thought on the hills that the career aspects were sort of the most interesting storylines as mm-hmm. the show evolved. Mm-hmm. But you know, Lauren Conrad was already a reality T V star mm-hmm. when she entered into that. So I have no inside intel into how real or fake, you know, her <laughs> job working in a magazine was, but that's really different than you guys who, as we've already established, are old AF and have been working at Cosmo. For <laughs> oh, watch oh, what did
0: we, you say. <laughs> we literally had the cameras set up in our office. For three months, every single day. There was maybe one or two days they were, didn't weren't in the office during the week. Yeah. But besides that, they covered every day.
2: And yeah. so, did you guys feel like? I remember one of the things that the people from E had said in one of the early meetings is sort of like you'll basically forget about it immediately. And I think as a person who watches reality TV, you're like, what are these what crazy things are these people doing on camera? Like don't they have parents? Don't they know? But did you guys feel like that was actually true? Like you basically forgot the cameras were rolling?
0: 100% after the 3rd day. I I mean, for forgot me, they were there. I
2: don't yeah. for me,
3: I didn't I was always conscious that they were there but I think it got to a certain point I was like well this is me this is what I signed mm-hmm. up for yeah. the good the bad and the ugly so, and by that time you know you're filming with someone or people for a course of 3 months you become family so yeah. It didn't matter that I was naked in a bubble bath with four men in the room. It was just like they've seen Kardashian boobies all the time. It doesn't matter what it what is you
2: know. It's just a big life. deal. Exactly.
3: Exactly. Spoiler
2: alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler um, One of the things I noticed, and I got to film a few scenes with you guys, which was super fun, and I hope they all end up on the cutting room floor. But um, one of the things that I really noticed as being a person that got to drop in a few times over these three months that you guys were filming was how BFF you guys all seemed with the crew Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was interesting because from an outside perspective there's this feeling of like the producers are out to get you or like you know like you guys are being manipulated but it was so clear watching that you guys loved the people from E that you were working. And I'm not saying this is like hashtag ad or hashtag spawn or anything like that. It was just clear you guys were buddies with these oh, yeah. people.
0: I think a few of them I was super close with and one of them told me one of the, something <laughs> I'm scared of. He goes, we're friends now but once the show airs you're not going to want to talk to me ever Ooh. again. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll
2: see. Oh my god, so all the manipulation
3: will still... But yeah. it was very collaborative though because we are also journalists and producers you know, by, in, in our trade so I think that they really listened to what we had to say and our ideas, so
2: it was very very much a team effort, which was nice. Right, that's a good point. Like, we, working at Cosmo, it's like we're all kind of storytellers. Totally. You think about the way something comes together and kind of get it. I
0: mean, I think they respected us more too because we weren't dying to be famous and doing Uh things for the thrill. Yeah. So they really respected us as we respected them.
2: Yeah, and I think, again, that's kind of what makes this show a little different, is that it is, it does really have this, like, professional tie. Some reality shows, I won't mention any names are really only about people <laughs> that want to be famous for like flipping tables or whatever <laughs> it is. Does anyone flip a table in Cosmo? No. Maybe in our minds. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Maybe season Somebody two. Maybe dancing on a table. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's fine. That's <laughs> normal. Um, but so speaking of manipulative editing <laughs> and all other sorts of drama, um, Deandra asked Stephen, there's a little bit of drama in the first episode between you guys. But you know,
0: I think it continues. Yeah. (laughs) It's not just the first episode, honey. That That is setting the (laughs)
2: precedent for season one of So Cosmo. So, how awkward (laughs) do you guys feel being in the same room right now? Not at at all. all. Zero awkwardness. Um, Leah, I also love the part in the trailer that's been circulating where you're like, there's a storm coming. (laughs) And I feel like it's like the Cosmo version of like winter is coming. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Um, That
1: had to do with the hurricane that basically Like (laughs) Like a literal storm. It was a literal storm that threatened a shoot that we were working on. And there's like, I think many episodes that's kind of, you know, play around that. Um, But I thought like the funniest part that I said (laughs) Which got cut was that you were like I ha- we I I don't want to let these hair and makeup people go because <laughs> then I demon? was like there's a storm it's is coming storm. and I was like the jig is up <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut it out I was like that's the funniest part <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's like New York problems having to worry about things like weather I feel like those West Coast <laughs> so like sad. never have to deal it's true <laughs> um so Leah you've seen the first episode it's out now what was your reaction to seeing it like how surreal was that to see, after three months of filming, to finally see the first official episode out there in the world?
1: It really, w- I mean, it was totally surreal. Deandra and I got to see it the night before we were doing pro- uh, promotions at TCA out in LA, or in Pasadena. And um, that's like a critics sort of um The Television trade. Critics yeah. Yeah. Associa- exactly. Exactly. Association.
2: Exactly, yep. They okay. all
1: get to preview it, and then we got to sit on a panel and answer any questions that they had. And I was, like, so nervous watching it because even though we lived it and we sort of knew what was going to happen, at least in the first episode, yeah. because we had heard things from the producers and, you know, um, it, was, it was super surreal to watch it all go down and to just watch, like, how produced, like, how highly produced and yeah. in a really, really well done way it turned out. Like, it didn't feel... Cheesy. It felt really well done, totally. really professional, really slick. Right. Um, I think you can even tell from a lot of the promos that are running on. They're e, so slick. They're so yes. slick. Like, I've never seen the Cosmo no, this office. This high brow. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think like seeing that it put a lot of a little like nervousness, a it little was, anxiety yeah, t- to rest that you know we really they did treat this super professionally right. and. Um, I mean, obviously it's entertainment at the end of the day, so there are certainly going to be things that come up, I'm <laughs> sure, throughout the season that we'll be like... Eh. right? Um, but we felt... I, I at least felt really comfortable with it.
2: And it had captured what actually happened. In yeah. The sort of glamour. I mean, it's
1: very visceral in a way, because the first yeah. episode... I mean, this is sort of out there already, but the first episode, Joanna reveals that she is taking a bigger job within Hearst and that she was no longer she'll no longer be our editor and watching that I don't know if you can say the same Stephen but I was like PTSD like yeah. my stomach was sick and I was like oh my god I'm reliving totally. this all over we were again shaking. it
0: was really really <laughs> weird and we were like thinking like people might not think this was real like we got a heads up we did not it was a complete and that was our surprise first day of filming and so.
2: I just want to like to put that in perspective a little bit like that wasn't just shocking like you guys were actually reacting to it you know on real Reality TV is a big plot twist. I mean, that was like shocking across Mm -hmm. the industry. Like, that is a major deal when an editor in chief of an iconic magazine like Cosmo gets a new job. That's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that was your guys' first day of filming. And then, of course, Michelle Promoleko, the new editor in chief, coming in. yeah, I can imagine, you know, you guys think you're signing up to do this reality show that Joanna has really been involved with. And then all of a sudden you have a new boss.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. So a lot of the first couple of episodes are just about like survival, you right. know, like and and that was to think back on those those, you know, three months that we were filming and you're trying to sort of put out this calm, cool and collected Personality and feeling to this new boss of yours, so that she feels you're competent enough to keep your job. But you're also signed up for this thing that you know she didn't really right. sign on for. And <laughs> right. so you're split. It's it was a wild it roller wild. coaster for all of us. You know where you're where you're trying to do a job that you committed to, but also trying to really sell yourself and being on a job interview every single day for like three months. Right, Mm -hmm. and
2: like obviously, spoiler alert, you guys are all still here, but just to be completely frank, like we all know in the industry, it's very typical when a new editor in chief comes in charge comes, you know, into power for her to bring a lot of her own people, a mm-hmm. lot of editors that she's used to working with. So that means a lot of people lose their jobs. So it's not, you know, again, like y- you know, you guys kind of alluding to like this might look like it was drama just for the show, but it's like that is real. It was you real. Know, you're yeah. trying to keep your job every day.
1: Also, there is a, you know, I mean, we have come to know and love Michelle, but there was a true, you know, fall on a sword mentality for Joanna that right. we all had and so that was very emotional to go through that and to lose somebody that you're you're, you're so used to working for and right. that was that was it was a very emotional experience right
2: anybody who's ever had a boss that they loved who was really amazing like knows what that's like I mean it feels like your family and to have that person leave you you're like oh my gosh now I'm out here like figuring it out all on my own yeah. right for sure Um, so this is a perfect opportunity I think for us to ring up one of our friends at E and to get all the dirt about how you guys were cast how this show cast again you work here but you know what I mean Um, and sort of give us a little bit of that E point of view on how the show um, came to light let's do it Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities, talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Now we have on the line executive producer of So Cosmo, Rob Bagshaw. Hi Rob, how are you? <laughs>
4: Hey Elisa, thank you for having
2: me. Yeah, thank you so much for being our like person from E! Coming on the line to tell us all the secrets that these guys haven't already been divulging. (laughs) Uh,
4: You're welcome, well we have lots of secrets, I just if I can tell you all of them. Yes, yes,
2: so you know to start with Rob, tell us how does a massive hit show like So Cosmo, like how does that go from being a crazy idea that Joanna has to something that's airing on E! and like a real thing?
4: Well quite honestly um and we develop a lot of tv shows from idea all the way through to them premiering on uh, on different networks they usually do take a long time and even with this show that was such a no-brainer when joanna and i first spoke about it it still took i would say nearly 2 years from having that initial conversation through to the series premiering on uh, february the 8th on e So we did uh, a sort of a sizzle, a little tester, uh, a pilot, if you will, um, just to make sure that the stories that we wanted to follow were exactly what uh, the E! audience would want to see. And uh, it was pretty much a no-brainer from there. The execs at Eve totally saw uh, a perfect marriage with the, the demographic, you know, the E! viewer and the Cosmo reader are very similar. And once we really understood the roles that each of the, the staff members who are our main, main cast in So Cosmo, um, what they actually do, and how we could transfer that from an office environment or a, a magazine environment through to a, a television show, then it all came together relatively quickly from there.
2: And what was it about Cosmopolitan that would make that made you think like this would be a great TV show? Like what was kind of the X factor?
4: To be honest, it's our cast. I mean, oh. Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yeah, it's, I mean, all everything stems from Joanna, as, uh, as Stephen and Lea and Tiandra will tell you. You know, she is a, a fearless leader and a force of nature, and uh, a fantastic character, of course, for a, for a TV show. But, but frankly, anyone who is a fan of a, of a magazine would be interested to know the behind-the-scenes stories on on how those features are put together. But that doesn't necessarily make a good television show people make great television Mm. shows and the the staff um and the characters if i can call you guys that the (laughs) work at cosmo um, are fantastic fun you know this wouldn't have worked with with several other magazines you know right uh, those boring other
2: magazines
4: well yeah and cosmo is so perfect to translate to um to television just because it it encompasses So much of popular culture and what's happening now from music and fashion and beauty and celebrities and sex and relationships and and career and just getting on in life. But also, um, and obviously Stephen and Deandra and Leah can, uh, can tell you a little bit more about this, I saw that Joanna allows everyone to bring bring it literally bring it to work you know the issues that people are having in you know their personal lives and their everyday life that normally you are not allowed to bring to the office right whatever job you do you are not allowed to take your baggage to work but Joanna encourages it at Cosmo because it does inspire features that uh, end up in the pages of the magazine and so for a TV show you know it, you know, you don't want to do just a dry sort of workplace documentary, um, that's not going to be relatable or interesting to to viewers across the country and and internationally, but when you see that these people are opening up their lives and are bringing those issues into the workplace to talk about them and then inspiring stories that end up in the magazine, then I can see a fantastic storyline that we can follow that's not only exciting. And glamorous but it is really relatable to the viewer at home so that's one of the reasons why we wanted to jump on you know behind the scenes at cosmo as well as you know the absolute circus that is that (laughs) cosmo office it you know i came to meet joanna you know we've been friends for a few years on another from another show i came in to talk to her about doing a tv project and then just experiencing what that cosmo office is like with celebrities coming in and out, beauty products everywhere, people having a lot of fun, trying on clothes, talking about you know the issues of the day, whether it's you know what some celebs tweeted or what's happening in the White House, you know that was so exciting an environment to see that I wanted to put that on screen, and that's why. We wanted to do so-called
2: Yeah, and I think, first of all, two things that I that I totally agree with you about. One, anyone that has ever had a conversation with Joanna Cole's that lasts more than five minutes, you know that you end up just telling her like all of your personal secrets and your entire life story. Yeah, and
4: you're part terrified and you're part um, seduced.
2: Right. (laughs) And she just like, I think Joanna has that such journalism background where she's so curious about people that I feel like I always end up, I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I talking to Joanna about my like ex-boyfriend who I like whatever (laughs) but So yeah, she is so good at bringing that out of people. But also I think we had kind of talked about this earlier before we jumped on the phone with you, but working at Cosmo, you almost get desensitized to how fabulous it is. But it really, I mean, it is true. It's like celebrities are always popping by, men taking off their for sure, it's like that really is the life and we're so used to it but there's a lot there that is really fun and, and fabulous for sure um what made doing the so cosmo show difficult because one thing we also said before we jumped on the phone with you is that of course everyone here really works at cosmo like these people have jobs did that sort of present any challenges when you needed to film a certain scene and leah's like uh i have like five beauty stories i have to edit by the end of the day
4: uh, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> these, are, sure. um, these, are, these are professional, you know, individuals. They have a, a real job, you know. We, we do lots of great fun TV shows with people where, you know, we shoot for eight weeks, let's say, for eight episodes. That's roughly an, ep- an episode a week. And sometimes our, our cast are available to us 24-7. But that's not always the case, you know. And these guys have a, a real job to do, and that is their priority, as it should be. And to a certain degree, we want to be a fly on the wall and just observe what happens. But everybody in this day and age knows, you know, when a TV crew comes in to follow your life, you know, that does, you know, take up a lot of your time. And we had to really pick and choose which uh, parts of people's lives we were going to follow, both in the office and outside. Because, you know, Stephen and DeAndre and Leah will tell you, we go home with these guys too. And we see a little bit about, you know, their lives outside of work. Uh, or certainly outside of the office, because I know it 's almost twenty four seven so we really had to collaborate um, with their time and be respectful that they still have a job to do, and sometimes we 're following that job and sometimes we 're asking them to come hey, you know come film with us for the evening or the weekend or or we want to jump on one of your photo shoots so to a certain degree, we thought that we would go in, find out what everybody's doing you know during that eight week period and then as producers, we would choose the storylines or the projects that we would want to follow. But it never really works like that. And actually, this is probably the most collaborative experience that we've had on a a documentary series because we had to work together. You know, the cast of the show are real young editors creating, you know, the the content for the magazine. And we needed access to those. You know, we wanted to get on that celebrity cover shoot. We wanted to find out what new products, you know, Leah was, was talking to different brands about. And we couldn't do that um, by ourselves without you know, the participation and the collaboration from, from our cast. So right. that, was, that was something that I wasn't really expecting to do as much and we ended up working together hopefully you know, really well. And sometimes as producers you have to know when to step back and say, hey, fair enough, you guys have got a really busy day, it's not appropriate for, for us to be here at this moment. Um, you know, if we knew that there was something really juicy, of course, that we wanted to follow for our viewers, then it was a conversation.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, no, I want to stay here while you're completely stressed out and having a meltdown in your and
4: office. And the cameras
0: <laughs> back up a little so you don't know they're there and they catch it all. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me a few times.
2: <laughs> all all and your you're meltdowns. Saying, you're saying Literally,
0: things. you'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Honestly, these, Stephen and, and Deandra and Evan, everybody who, uh, and Leah, sorry, everybody who worked, uh, who who gave up some time and, and allowed us to follow their lives both at work and at home. You know, we're so grateful to that because, you know, as producers, we work with uh, celebrities, we work with, you know, high-profile people, people who have jobs, people who who don't. You know, it is very stressful to have a camera follow you uh, in general, you know, whether it's for five minutes or whether it's for eight weeks, let alone when you're doing your job and letting, mm. let alone in an environment that is, that it's as busy and exciting and high-profile and intimidating and hard as, as Cosmopolitan magazine can be. So you you don't get anything if you push without uh, asking permission, being respectful, knowing when to step back. That's what real unscripted or reality producers know. That comes from you know experience of working with people from all you know all walks of life. You have to be respectful of somebody's you know, personality and situation on the day. And it it could change, you know, within five minutes. And if somebody had a real issue with us filming, you know, we we would step back or we would have a conversation and still find a way to get the most interesting story for the audience but not kill anyone in the process you know right
2: right no one no one died we'll just spoiler alert no one died making
4: this but
2: season two remains to be seen um rob oh, before Lord. we yeah, before we have to let you go um just one last question what was the most surprising thing for you about like any really surprising moments that stuck out to you from filming
4: yeah, I'd, I'd say that when you have these great glossy magazines that are, that are monthlies, everybody knows there's a lot of preparation that goes into them, a huge amount of work. Um, and a lot of people would think that, that magazines have this long lead-in process, that they're working, you know, two or three months out because it has to be published and gets on the stands or goes digitally. But I think one of the surprising aspects is just how contemporary you guys are. You know, you're, you're producing the magazine so far in advance, but you are hugely reactionary, I'd say, to events that are happening live, you know, every, every day. You have Cosmo.com, you have all the social media platforms, there's, you know, Cosmo's Snapchat platform, everybody's Instagram feeds, which are actually a story on the show because that's how people communicate these days. So I'd say one of the most surprising is just how, how immediate Cosmo is, um, sure. how, you know, contemporary you guys are much more than we expected from a, a traditional magazine. So once we, we came into the Cosmo world and, and saw that and saw how you guys can react to a story that's, that's within the news, you know, within 15 minutes by putting it on your social media platforms, we had to include that world in the show because, you know, we wanted to reflect just how contemporary Cosmo is. So I'd say that, that was surprising.
2: Yeah, it's really 24-7 around here, as we all know.
0: (laughs) Some enjoy Instagram more than others.
4: (laughs) Some.
2: (laughs) Some. (laughs) Well, Rob, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank
4: you. And I'm going to say thank you to you guys, too, for supporting the show and to... Deandra and Stephen and Leah for being, you know, so open to, to working with us. We had an absolute blast. We
0: did. You know, so making fun. Show.
4: Yeah, we
3: love you. Thank so you. We,
4: we all did. I think it I think it totally shows on screen, you know, so Cosmo is very fun to watch. It's a lot funnier than we thought as well because, you know, a lot of stuff goes down on the show and you get to see some real behind the scenes on how things are done, but also how how people cope with these situations. And I think the viewers will really find a lot of that relatable even if they you know, they don't work in this, this glamorous world. There's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, sort of life lessons that you learn or you can, you can observe from seeing these guys in action. And that, that takes a lot of balls and a lot, you know, a lot of guts for these guys to do it. So we had a great time, and we can't wait to, to show it to the world. Thanks Thank so much, you. Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Go Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, so fun to talk to Rob. I feel like I could tell he was obsessed with all of you guys. <laughs> that actually, like, warmed my heart. Aww. He's like, you guys were so great. I love you all. And also, I like how he was like, some magazines would be too boring to do this with. He's right. He's right. <laughs> Any other
1: magazine. Any exactly. other magazine.
2: Um, so, before we have to go, I um, want to just sort of ask you guys to put each other on the spot. And we basically have some So Cosmo superlatives. Steven, going to start with you, because I know <laughs> you want to stir up some drama. Who was the biggest diva on set?
0: Uh I think it would be me. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, he's just beating not, us to but the but punch. But not in a bad way though. Not in no. a bad way. Not at all. Every show needs a diva. I'm totally. Not
0: rude, I'm just particular. <laughs> That's a good way to put it.
2: it, it is. Is, right. Is that like your um your like your reality TV show, you know, slogan, you know, you always, always use that catchphrase. Uh, the,
0: another cast member hates when I say that cuz he's like you're just rude. Like, like when someone <laughs> were to say that, you're just rude, but I'm not rude.
1: I'm, you're just, the funniest I'm a little part difficult. Is the, I don't know if it's on the first episode or not, but there's a funny part where James is um, at Stephen's apartment, and he talks about how Stephen says, uh, well, I'm not afraid to apologize, and James is like, well, in that case, I think you owe me 100 apologies. <laughs> yes, yeah, a lot of apologies. <laughs> so
0: I go, because I said, I was never, like, I was never afraid to be the, the, the way. I'm never afraid to apologize. Right. Right He's like well in that case You owe me quite a few apologies
2: <laughs> Years <laughs> of apologies <laughs> Oh my gosh Okay Leah Who is the most likely To get their own spinoff
1: Oh my god! We joke about D getting her own spin-off with Evan, um, the life and drama. It's called D and E plus three. We already oh, named
2: it. Oh my it. god! <laughs> Triplet's on the way. Yeah. Congratulations! Spoiler:
3: She looks really
2: good <laughs> exactly. for being pregnant. <laughs> um, Dee, who would you say is the show's villain if there is one? <laughs> Villain,
3: you know I don't think we have a villain.
1: I think we have a villain. Stevie's a little bit of I a mean, villain. Uh, okay, <laughs> I,
3: I, I you hear that laugh. You hear like, that laugh. I say Stevie, but in like, yeah, but you know why?
1: <laughs> you know what you did, <laughs>
3: but not in like, oh my god, I hate. Like we're still friends. Like it's not like that. We're all still. We're a family. You know, we're a family. it's like.
0: It's just each other point. sometimes. Yeah. Real moments of tension. Real moments of it. tension.
3: Yeah. That's it. But I wouldn't say there's like a real villain.
0: No. Like he's right. going
2: around making people cry and feel bad. Only no. me one time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she did.
2: Well, that was actually, Stephen, I was going to ask, who was um, the most likely to cry on the show? Deandra. Oh, Yeah. But I'm most likely the
3: biggest to cry cry all the time in life.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> no shame. No shame. D. No shame. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Leah, who was most often running late? Mm. Adam. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, maybe Adam. He's the one if you guys have seen the trailer that Joanna immediately calls out for being a hot mess mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds more fabulous, of course, as always in her British accent. Totally. Of He's just like
1: he—he he definitely was kind of always coming to and fro and. Like ooh in the mm-hmm. morning,
2: <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, so on a final note, I would love for you guys to each say to end on a moment of happiness instead of drama. Intention. <laughs> one thing that you learned about the other person through filming. Dee, do you want to start? Oh no! One thing you I learned didn't think about. About okay. I need like we need the Jeopardy about music in here. Yeah, one thing you learned about Stephen that surprised you. One thing you learned about Leah.
3: Leah, not that surprised me, but. I think I went to her a lot, even, like, behind the scenes, like, as a mentor. And this is a woman who's very busy and doesn't have time to do that. So super, super supportive and encouraging. Like, in, like, the biggest way, like, imaginable. Especially for me, like, during dark times. And it wasn't all like glitz and glam the whole time. You know, there were some dark moments. You're filming real moments that are happening in your life and sometimes there are sunny days and sometimes there are cloudy days and I'd have to say super supportive. Yeah. Um, Steven, I have to say, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think you and I were like the most excited in the beginning when we found out about the show and I remember he and I would like do like digging and it was fun to do that with him. So I would have to say like enthusiastic and just like supportive. Like Steven, was like never too cool for school about being excited with me about the show. And I think that...
0: I just like to know every detail about <laughs> right. anything. It doesn't totally. matter like, if...
3: <gasps> I, would, like, I felt the same what's way. It's for lunch. I need <laughs> to know. Um, so super, super like excited and enthusiastic. And I like seeing that. And also like
2: soft sides too, which oh. I think a lot
3: of people don't get to see, but I have witnessed those sides of Steven and I have to say they're my fave.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know the soft side is real despite the tension you guys had. Okay, Steven, what about you? Something you discovered about these two while filming?
0: Uh, <laughs> Deandra. Sh- her hair looks really good, curly and straight. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Totally.
2: Thanks. That is like the most fascinating thing about watching the trailers so far. It's right? like the million hairstyles. Yeah. Of D. <laughs> I went for it. Uh,
0: Leah, Leah and I are already so close. I don't know if you're so good with balancing your time. Aww. I think that's something that's like really hard to do and to have really strong relationships and be present and then still juggle everything. Thanks, I think Stevie. I think that's, it opened my eyes more to how well she's able to do it. Oh, that's
1: nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so for Deandra, I'd have to say, I, you know, we don't work together on a daily basis. I think I was most impressed, especially a couple of weeks ago when we traveled together to do the promotions, how um, sort of just telegenic and kind of sound bitey that she actually is and obviously you know you, you've done this for a long time a lot longer than a lot of us so it was really impressive to me to see somebody at such a young age be able to speak so eloquently and off-the-cuff and there were a lot of crazy things we had to do for those promos and you know role-playing moments and things like that and she was just really quick and Thank easy you. and tight to you know sound bites are tough so Thank I feel you. like you're you're super professional in that area Thank and you. Steven a little to reiterate what um, DeAndra said I mean I always knew this about you because we've had little moments um, you know Steven puts out a tough a tough <laughs> exterior to the world but he's a mush ball on the inside <laughs> and what I loved was was getting to see some of that play out on camera because you know there was a moment bef- before we started filming where like I lost my cell phone in a cab and Steven was like, "This is what we have to do. We have to like ring the bell on your phone and do send the signal and then track down the cab Anything driver. to find a phone. You gotta give him fifty bucks and like <laughs> yeah. he like tr- took me to the corner and like met the cab driver and he that is who he is. But not a lot of people people know that, and so I think that a lot of that came out in the show where you got to see this like soft side to him. Did
0: it? I <laughs> do. I, I hope I mean, it did. I think so. Okay, good.
2: I do. You were both a little bit of the villain and the secret mushball. Yes. That's a good position to be in.
0: I'm not mad at it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it all remains to be seen. <laughs> you guys have only seen the first episode so far, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So every Wednesday, I know what you guys will be doing. Yeah. Oh, to your God. Just cringing. So, cringing. Just praying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's like always the, even doing the podcast. It's like we all know the worst thing is like hearing your voice. Um, so I'm sure on television that will be times a thousand. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to see it. I know all of these guys listening are going to be so excited to see it. Every Wednesday on E! starting officially on February 8th. 8pm and you guys should definitely follow all of these people in the room on Instagram. Do you guys want to shout out your handles real quick?
0: Sure at Leah Wire. At Stephen Brown
2: at DeAndra Barnwell. Oh, that was easy. It's name. <laughs> and I'm, as always, at Elisa Benson. But thank you guys so much for joining. I can't wait to watch the show. I've been so excited, and it's been so fun to sort of observe this whole process of you guys turning into reality stars. I can't wait till you're all Kim Kardashian. You too, Elisa. But I was just going to say, oh get ready, girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and thank you all, as always, for tuning in to Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast every week. Please share it, and like it, and rate it, and do all those podcasty things. And let us all know what you think of the show. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,